Hey guys, it's Luke from the Broken Meeple here and it's time for another Broken Geek Chat. This one I wanted to get done last week, unfortunately I've just been really busy with work. You know what it's like, you have a job, professional role, and it gets up to Christmas and suddenly everything piles up and you need to work long hours. So I've been a bit delayed in getting this one out. But there was another reason. Today I'm talking about The Last Jedi, which I saw on opening night on Thursday, and we'll get onto my feelings on that in a minute, but... The reason I didn't put the sort of geek chat about it straight away was because I I read the critic reviews and thought, oh, okay, they really like it, I'm going to go with that. And then I heard a few fan reactions, as I, oh, they like it too, this is great, I'm really going to enjoy this. Then I watched the movie. And then when I was about to actually do my geek chat part, I found out that the fan reactions had suddenly taken a reverse flip, where some were really loving it, and some were absolutely hating on it, or at least hating on certain aspects of the movie. Now, I will stress that this is going to go into spoiler territory, this one, okay? Because, well, there's too much to spoil in this movie that to do a non-spoilerish review would be somewhat difficult. So, straight up for the moment, I'm going to say that I really enjoyed this movie, okay? For overall, I really liked it. And I think you should go and see it. That's about as far as I want to get with spoilers. (laughs) Spoiler free anyway. Because there's just too much to do. So, The Last Jedi. Why is everyone so divisive about this one? Well, a lot of it is because of some of the the main aspects that happen in this movie. A lot of people have made up fan theories from the first movie. And the problem with that is these fan theories, if they don't measure up... Then, or they don't get resolved in the way they see, then this tends to infuriate a lot of people, particularly if they're seen as like major plot holes. Bear in mind, we still have another movie to go, so there may still be some resolution to these things later, or they may just not have been as important as you think, and you might just have to deal with that. So, basically, the whole premise is it has parallels to Empire Strikes Back, but it's not exact exactly like it. It's kind of like rhymes with Empire Strikes Back rather than actually being a copy of. You start off with a very impressive space bombing battle where the the rebels are trying to, you know, outrun the First Order as they've just literally turned up at their base. And once they eventually do get away, you have some training and some banter between Rey and Luke on the island where she was left in Force Awakens, as well as a kind of Almost like a constant war of attrition siege mode battle with the First Order and the Rebellion ships. Where basically they're trying to outrun the First Order. But the problem is they can track through light speed and they're low on fuel. So they're constantly having to try and keep out of range of their cannons. But eventually the fuel's going to run out. They're just going to drift back and get blown up as many frigates do. Uh, eventually, Ray tries to, you know, talk Kylo out of the dark side and, you know, does that whole shtick, but we'll get onto that in a bit more detail later. And eventually, you end up with this cool climactic battle on what can only be described as alien salt planes, and eventually you do get to see some cool stuff with uh, Luke Skywalker and Kylo Ren, before the film ends on a bit of a cliffhanger note, where, well, not so much of a cliffhanger, basically, the Rebellion has escaped like extinction but there's so few of them left plus Ray and Chewie so where are they going to go with this we'll find out in the ninth movie so what did I like first well it's a very fun movie the action in this is very impressive 
Besides one slight side plot, but we'll get on to that later. But the major battles, like the main plot, are all good fun to watch. These space battles are getting better and better as I see through these like modern Star Wars films. They're just very energetic. They try different things. You get to see lots of cool, you know, dog fighting. It's it's really good the base base stuff you've got in here. In fact, you actually don't have that much ground combat. I've just noticed in this. It is mostly a space movie, apart from near the end. But you know, all in all, it's generally it is a long film. I will say, and I didn't feel like it was too long. Aside from let's get onto it, the side plot. Basically, in the middle of the movie, they want to sneak on to the First Order's main ship, and to do so, they need a safe breaker. The only, th- or code breaker, to be more exact. So, Finn and his new companion, Rose, go on to, you know, a mission to grab a really expert code breaker from this casino planet, where they get entangled with some of the locals there. They end up having to find a secondary code breaker that, and also free some, you know, free some animals from captivity. It's kind of weird. You don't really care too much about it. And to be honest, if you cut that whole side plot out of the movie, it would make no difference. It really is the one thing that is problematic with this movie. The Force Awakens had that whole scene with the octopuses on Han Solo's uh, freighter ship. That was a similar thing, but that was quite a short scene. This one goes on for a bit longer in the middle of the movie, but thankfully you chop and change between that and the main plot pretty frequently, so you don't feel like, oh, I've got to continue watching this bit. And you do get a chase sequence in it that has some okay effects, and you you get to see some more characterization with the new character Rose. Who is actually pretty decent, actually. She starts off as a bit of a kind of, Oh, I love heroes, it's amazing type character. But then she gets fleshed out a bit more. She's got a good heart. She, you know, cares about the little people and that. And it's like, okay, fair enough. I can go with this character. You know, she's not a waste of space. She's just not necessarily integral to the main plot. As for everything else, main plot wise, though, it's all good fun. Luke Skywalker and Mark Hamill is giving his all in his acting. You know, he's very good in his kind of sort of angsty, bitter role. Rey, you know, is still a a great character to watch. The actress is amazing. Her Daisy, whatever, you know, is so great at playing Rey. And even Kylo Ren gets fleshed out a lot more this time. His character is becoming increasingly complex and I really like the way they're going with it. Everybody likes to mock the whole, oh, he's a whiny emo type thing from the first movie. But he's a guy constantly in conflict. And as he ascends in this movie, we'll get onto that later, you know, he puts in a really good performance. And I like the character. You know, I don't have this hatred for him that some others do. You know, okay, he's not going to be the next Darth Vader, but he's going to be a pretty decent character in his own right. And his, you know, when he gets to meet up with Luke again at the end of the movie, you know, there's some great scene between him and there. You know, it's, yeah, I really like this character. You know, all the characters, all the actors and actresses put up a pretty good job in the acting department. No one's like, you know, shying away or anything like that. So let's get on to a few of the things that have made people a little bit divisive about this movie. Firstly, uh, the whole Snoke thing. You know, the Snoke character was sort of built up in the first movie, but not a lot. A lot of people made up fan theories about, oh, you know, this is this could be Darth Plagueis, this could be Palpatine resurrected, this could be an amazingly powerful Sith Lord. Oh my god, what are we going to do with this guy? Yeah, take note. He dies. Yeah, he dies in this movie. 
But I don't have a problem with that. You know, Kylo Ren basically sneaks a, a lightsaber around him, you know, that's sitting on his armchair thing, and basically cuts him in half, and then ascends to be the next evil bad guy. People hate the fact that this has happened, because they think, well, what was the point of Snoke's character? You've wasted him, you know, he could have been something really awesome, and yet he's not. Why? He's literally got two brief scenes or something like that in The Force Awakens. He's basically just there as a teacher. That is it. He doesn't do much else. You know, Yoda had a lot more screen time and a lot more presence in the, you know, Empire Strikes Back. And think that Emperor Palpatine didn't exactly have a huge, you know, role, even in the, you know, the Return of the Jedi. You know, it was the prequels that kind of fleshed him out. And he'd already had the build-up from the fact that there was Return of the Jedi. But Snoke was never portrayed, at least this is how the director goes, he was never portrayed to be this big evil bad guy that was going to be like the one big bad guy of the whole trilogy. So the fact that he dies is unexpected, but also quite a welcome change. You know, I didn't want the whole, oh, this is the big teacher bad guy, and that is the apprentice, and all this is going to happen. Hello, we've seen this in the original trilogy already. Now we've got a different path. I like it. The whole film kind of goes down this trend of, you know, bury the past. You know, don't look at legends and heroes, you know, move on, new things and that. And this whole movie is basically a giant metaphor for it. You've taken care of Snoke in a way that you wouldn't expect. You know, Luke Skywalker effectively dies at the end of the movie, but not in a, oh God, I pushed out kind of way. You know, he dies legitimately through just sheer, you know, will and endurance, you know, having to project himself, you know, across the galaxy. It takes it out of him, basically, and he dies from that. But, you know, even Leia, you know, is only going to be around for so much. I don't know how they're going to resolve her plot, though, because I don't know how much of Episode Nine they filmed. I'm not even sure if they have any sequences with her in Episode Nine. so maybe they're going to have to CGI her in somehow. I don't know. You know, God rest her soul. But... You know, they're basically trying to emphasize that this is a new trilogy with new people and you should be rooting for these guys. I'm cool with that. So what else uh, divided people? Uh, well, there are some questionable things. I mean, the side plot, you know, does drag on a little bit. There are some weird choices by some characters like, you know, the new sort of general aide that comes onto the ship when Leia's out of action. You know, she kind of makes a whole big deal about not telling Cameron, you know, you know, Dameron Poe, the, you know, the plot that she's going with, you know, the plan. Not sure why she actually doesn't just tell him. It would have actually saved the whole problem with the mutiny thing. But, oh, well, that's a minor nitpick, and I suppose it's resolved quite quickly. Leia has definitely got some extra connection to the Force. She's basically, it's played up in the trailer how she's going to get shot out of the ship by Kylo Ren. And it's like, no, it's not going to happen. Kylo's not going to blow her up. So instantly after he stops himself doing it, his buddies come from right behind him and blast the ship anyway and she gets sucked out into space. Whoa, okay, that was a a bit quicker and a bit unexpected. But despite having been sucked out of space, and I'll admit this is a little bit, you know, I don't go for plausibility when I watch a fantasy sci-fi film, but this might have been a little bit weird. She basically slightly regains consciousness or is not quite dead. And with the Force, literally drags herself back to the ship and into safety, even though she's basically in a back-to-tank for most of the rest of the movie. But it's kind of weird. That divided a lot of people because they thought, okay, that's just silly. And I can understand if you feel that way. It certainly was a bit out there. And I was watching it thinking, 
I don't know if I should like this or not. But overall, it's interesting. It raises some questions about Leia's connection with the Force. We've never seen the Force do that, you know, survive in space. And it was good to see that they basically didn't kill off Leia in just like a whoa, shock horror moment. So I'm cool with it, but yeah, I can understand why that would have divided quite a few people. Um, the slapstick comedy, you know, you've got some weird aliens that turn up from time to time and you know, you've got those porgs, the weird little screeching bird-like things that appear on the ship and basically are just there to sell toys. That is literally the only reason they are there. Here, every time they're on screen, I can almost hear the advertiser in the background with the price tag. New for Christmas, porgs, only $29.99 from your local Argos. It literally is a bit like a giant toy commercial winning your movie. But then let's face it, so were all the other Star Wars. There was always some weird gimmick, or some character, or some comic relief that made you want to buy it. I mean, what was Force Awakens BB-8? How many people wanted a BB-8 droid after watching Force Awakens? Nobody complained about that being a toy, but no, everyone complains about the Porgs. They're not that intrusive, and to be honest, there's a couple of scenes where they get a good laugh or two. You know, being shoved out of the way by Chewie when he's trying to evade TIE fighters, and the fact that he's actually eating one of them, you know, for <laughs> on the barbecue, whilst the rest of them are kind of just looking on in sheer horror and desperate for food and that. It, it's quite a, and one of them does pull off a genuine, aww, moment. And I kid you not, the cinema went like this as well. The cinema went aww at the same time. So it's not just me being a safety, the cinema went like it. So it's a shared opinion. So, you know, there are some cool elements to this movie. The climax scene, um, I'll probably just touch on quick, you know, I thought was quite cool. You get an interesting little sort of land speeder type battle, you know, on the salt plains where when you... You know, when the salt gets knocked up, it appears in a kind of mixture of white and red. It's beautifully shot. I mean, I'll give this one credit. The cinematography and the shots visually they get in this are superb. This is a very good visual, you know, visually, this is an excellent movie. You know, there are some great shots that you would just happily have stick, stuck on your wall if you wanted. After that little land speed of battle is done, Luke appears. You don't realise that he's a project, you know, uh, astral projection at first... But when he goes outside, he has some great little humor moments with, uh, you know, versus Kylo Ren, you know, staring down a ton of atats. And then eventually he gets a minor lightsaber duel with Kylo. But then you realize that he's not actually there participating because he's just dodging for most of it. And then it was literally there so that the rebellion could get out. I like the way that worked, though, because everyone's thinking, oh, yeah, Luke's going to come back and he's going to have this awesome kung fu lightsaber battle. Okay, the actor is getting on a bit, and we are trying to diverse away from the prequels, where they were literally like kung fu martial art fighters, as impressive as some of those lightsaber battles were. But this is more about using the Force. And Luke does what a genuinely good Jedi Master would do. Tricks and misdirects the enemy you know, for the benefit of others without having to resort to actually killing the person. That's always been the way. I mean, Luke has never technically killed anybody, like a major character. He didn't kill Vader. You know, he just sort of wounded him. He kind of died from his wounds. I mean, well, I don't know. You might be able to argue that Luke maybe killed Vader, but I don't know. It's, I don't think he was trying to physically kill him at the time. He didn't kill Palpatine. He uh, didn't kill Snoke. He hasn't killed Kylo Ren, so, you know, he's generally a fair bit of a pacifist in that regard. Even though the plot with him as to why he and Kylo Ren are, you know, enemies, 
There's a little bit forced, but I can see why it's just one of those like all convenient circumstance moments. So, all in all, I really enjoyed this movie. I'm not going to say it's the best Star Wars ever. I mean, I think I'd give it an 8 out of 10. I, you know, I actually kind of preferred Force Awakens. It was a little more lighthearted and, you know, I think The Force Awakens was just a good breath of fresh air, even though it was kind of rehashing The New Hope. It just, it was very, very enjoyable. And this one was very, very enjoyable. They have taken some bold choices with the way they're going to take this movie forward. And some fans are fine with it. I'm fine with it. Some fans aren't. I think it just depends on how many, how much you are latching on to Star Wars lore. If you're really honing in on these fan theories, then you're probably going to get disappointed. If you have ideas about how you think the movie should go and you get disappointed by it, that's fair enough. But for me, I I walked in with a clear head, you know, without caring too much about the lore. I thought, this is where I think they're going to take this, but I'll look for some surprises. Some were confirmed, some were surprises. I enjoyed each one. I just generally really enjoyed the movie. I would see this a second time in the cinema, and I don't often say that about most movies. So I look forward to seeing this one again, and I think you guys should check it out as well. Try not to worry too much about people's gut fan reactions where they're going, oh, I love this, and oh, I hate this, it's destroyed Star Wars. No, it hasn't destroyed Star Wars. And I've heard some people go, oh, my childhood's now ruined. If your childhood is ruined by a movie, you didn't have a childhood to begin with. So, yeah. That's all I can say. Go and enjoy this movie. I'm sure you'll have a great time. That's it for me. I'll see you on the next episode of Broken Geek Chat. For now, i better get on with actually recording the actual podcast. Yep, another episode coming out very soon, guys. If not, pretty much the same day as this. Take care, and if I don't get to you before Christmas, have a good one. See you soon, guys. Take care.